0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Healthier Together podcast, which is all about coming together and sharing our knowledge to live happier and healthier lives. I'm Liz Moody, and I'm a healthy cookbook author. I wrote Glow Pops, which was out not last April, but the April before, and then my new cookbook, which is also called Healthier Together, comes out next April. The cover just went up on Amazon, and it is so so pretty, and I'm so excited about it. So, go check it out and um, come tell me what you think on Instagram at Liz Moody. I'm really, really curious to see people's reactions. It's called Healthier Together. I'm also the food director at Mind Body Green, which is an amazing wellness website. We've got food and beauty and Sex and yoga and all sorts of really fun stuff, supplement, information, everything you need to know about wellness, we've got it. Um, and then I share my life on my Instagram at Liz Moody. I share what I'm eating every day. I share my really cute husband. I share my cat, all of that. So definitely come and hang out with me there. Today I have a really awesome episode for you guys. I'm really, really excited about it. Today we have Tegan Gerard of Half-Baked Harvest. Half-Baked Harvest is like basically one of the most famous blogs, food blogs on the internet. Tegan is amazing. I thought, so I talk about this in the episode a little bit, but I emailed her years ago because I had seen her blog, I'd seen her photos, and I wanted her advice on being a food blogger. And I thought that she was like 45 years old and had been doing this for years, but she is now only 24, which is insane. It actually blows my mind, but she has millions of followers between her blog and her Twitter and her Instagram and all of that. And she also recently released her cookbook, which is the Half-Baked Harvest cookbook. It's stunning. Her recipes are unbelievable. Her photos are unbelievable. We actually share a publishing house and an editor. So it was fun to have that connection. And I met her for the first time in real life, in person to do this interview. And she was so lovely and so interesting. We talk about a ton of things in this interview. She went to the Olympics recently with her little brother, Red Gerard, who was the first gold medalist of the United States, I believe, in the Olympics. Um, So that was pretty amazing. She talks about what it was like to be behind the scenes in South Korea and what it's like to have a famous snowboarder for a brother. Um, We also talk about her anxiety. She suffered from pretty intense anxiety for her entire life. I can definitely relate to that. If you know anything about me, you know that anxiety is a constant, constant struggle of mine. I'm talking about it on Instagram all the time, the different remedies I'm trying and what I'm using to go through all of that with. So Tegan shares where her anxiety started and what she does to deal with it and what she does when panic crops up. Now, um, I really loved her tips and I took a lot of them to heart. She also talks about what it's like to develop her recipes, how she thinks of her crazy ideas. Like truly her recipes are so interesting and different. You can always tell a Tegan Gerard recipe when you see one. So I was very curious how she comes up with them. And we also talk about her kind of her personal life and how she became the person that she is, her crazy family, her parents sound amazing and have so much wisdom to share, which Tegan shares with me throughout the episode. So I love that. I think you guys are going to really, really like this one. So I will get right into it. I'm going to be giving away a few copies of Tegan's amazing beautiful cookbook, signed copies that is over on my Instagram page. So definitely come and say hi at Liz Moody. If you want to get yourself a little copy of the Half-Baked Harvest cookbook, you can find Tegan online at halfbakedharvest.com. And you can also find her on Instagram at halfbakedharvest and um, definitely go check her out. Her photos are absolutely beautiful and her writing is really fun and witty and yeah let's get into the show. Enjoy this episode of the Healthier Together podcast. Tegan, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's fun to like get to talk to you in real life. You know, I actually sent you um, an email. You probably don't remember this at all. This was I want to say like four years ago, and I just started food blogging. And I sent you an email, and I was like, "You take the most beautiful pictures on the planet. Like, can you give me some advice?" And you sent four me back years ago, like a really? long, yeah, oh a long time ago. I took ago. horrible photos four years. Ago. They were so. I mean, you said you took. You're not happy with yes, your photos yeah. now. My own worst critic. Which sure. I'm yeah. sure nobody would agree with on the planet. But you sent me back the nicest note, and I just remember thinking that you were like. 35 and married <laughs> with, like, a bunch of kids. And then when I found out how young you were, it, like, blew my mind. Yeah, I, I was know. just like, how do you do all this stuff at this age? Yeah,
1: I'm 24 now. Definitely not married. Still very single.
0: Um, For anybody who's out there. Yeah. So
1: guys. <laughs> no, it's just work is busy, and I love what I do. So, little time. But, um. Yeah.
0: But I'm you started sure. cooking when you were like a tiny baby, right? Like 15, <laughs> I wanna say. Yes, basically a baby, right? Okay. <laughs>
1: um, no, so I'm from a big family. I'm one of seven kids. Um, and I started cooking basically just to help my parents out with dinner because like we were eating at like 9 30, 10. And, like, I'm like kinda hungry.
0: Like, I'm just gonna start cooking dinner here. Did both of your parents have traditional jobs at that point? No, well, so I mean, I don't I my mom took care of, of her
1: kids of like, and that kids. is like her soul yeah <laughs> like that's her sole job she loves it she's the best at it um she did really good obviously and my dad had a full-time job yeah so he was like nine to five working as a bond broker um and then he would go to the gym after work so he wouldn't get home at like seven and then like i don't know he puts around i don't know what he did um, but we, we would just eat dinner late and like, I'm going to start cooking. So I think it was like a Rachel Ray recipe was like one of my first recipes, made it. My brother loved it. And I'm like, this is kind of fun. So I just kind of rolled with it. And eventually I was like cooking dinner every night, loved it, kind of did that through high school as almost like. And eight- for
0: like nine people every night.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, all of my siblings were living at home at that time, so um, I, I, I don't, I'm, my brothers probably didn't eat everything that I cooked because as I started to get more into cooking, like, they hated vegetables and things like that, so they, they probably didn't eat everything. But yeah, essentially, for like, I'm just that's I'm used to cooking
0: for big people or
1: not for big people <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then
0: when were you like, I'm gonna pick up a camera and start documenting this? So that came way later. Like I had sort of started following food blogs a
1: little bit um in high school. Just a little bit. Like they weren't really what like what they are right now. Which ones did you follow? You know, it wasn't Kath Eats. And I think hers was like more of like a health food blog. I don't know if it's if it's I don't know, I don't follow if it's still it anymore. around yeah. yeah. Um and like the most random sites honestly but I did a lot of googling of recipes essentially and like I said Rachel Ray and probably Jada and stuff like that um and that was all through high school and um I'd always said that I've always been a very creative person and like I spent my weekends rearranging my bedroom and like just constantly like redecorating things or um Shopping or whatever because i always said i want to be like a fashion stylist like i want to go to school i want to move to la like style clothes do that whole scene um it's just always what i said i wanted to do so when i graduated high school i actually graduated with an associate's degree so I had two years of college done. I hated school. How did you do that? So they have a lot of programs now where you can take college courses for high school credit or like vice versa kind of thing.
0: So were you like going to a college? I was going
1: to I went to um, Colorado Mountain College and so I took college classes that counted for my high school credits as well was
0: that super awkward socially because you're like a tiny baby and there's like a bunch of (laughs) 18 year olds um no I just did I I just did it did you make friends with those older
1: people no not really like that's the thing school especially towards the end of high school like I was the total august a little bit um in middle school I was like had a ton of friends like did that whole thing and then High school, I hated it. Hated high school. Didn't have a hard time making friends or anything like that. Just wasn't my scene. Didn't love it. Like, wasn't into the high school parties. Wasn't, like, always just kind of into doing my own thing. Much more into, like, outside. Like, like I said, like, styling clothes or um, uh, decorating rooms or whatever it was. Um, Just not into that high school scene at all. So I really hated school for that reason. Also really hated, like, teachers and being taught like by authority
0: authority <laughs> like
1: I had I had no problem of following the authority I just didn't like it like I I like being in control like I'm total
0: control freak. so did you you are like whether it's fashion stylist or anything else you yeah. always kind of felt like you're gonna have your own business like you weren't no out? no never
1: no I kind of always like I and I think even if you asked any of my siblings or friends they would never have imagined me to be someone to like have her own business and like be doing what I'm doing today. Um, so I think it's really crazy how, like my story is a little bit more random. I really fell into what I'm doing, um, but I have always been a really hard worker and like very determined and like when I put my mind to something like it, it's probably going to happen kind of thing. So when, what year did you pick up a camera and start the blog? Um, I can't tell you the year, but I was like, I was 19. So do the math in your head there. So about five years ago. Yeah, it was like 20, I think like 13, is that right? And were people reading it right away? So, I mean, it definitely took a little bit of momentum. I think I was lucky. I mean, lucky to a point, like I kind of hate the word lucky because I sort of feel like people create their own luck. But um, I worked really hard at getting that content out there. Like I was constantly sharing it anywhere that I could and back back at that time there was like sites called food gawker actually they're still around Um, I don't personally use them anymore but really like working Twitter working social media and putting that content out there Pinterest was huge is still huge for me Um, so really really working to get the content out there and then like within six months I really started to see traffic kind of building interesting and then within a year
0: I was like oh maybe I could do this. Like, Was I, the six months discouraging at all? Like, were there moments or were you like, it'll be any t- any moment, any no, moment, any moment? No, it wasn't discouraging
1: at all because I was in a position where I was, when I started, I wasn't like, this is going to be a career. Right. Like, I, so I had actually, after high school, moved to LA, um, got a job in LA, was really set to go to school in LA. i gotten accepted to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, like, was all signed up to go. But Basically, I was 18, going on 19, when I was moved out there, and I moved out there for the summer. And I got a job, and I worked there for three months. And at the end of the three months, I was like, basically, like, that's it. I can't do LA. Like, I, wait, what
0: I, didn't you like about LA?
1: I well, I, I been, essentially I got homesick. Basically, like, just never had really been away
0: from home at that point in my life. Were you homesick for your family though, or for like Colorado? Both, both. Like I'm
1: much more like love a small town,
0: love being. How small is your
1: town? I mean, it's not like that small. Like we definitely have Whole Foods, like we have Target.
0: But um, are we like talking like under fifty thousand?
1: No, I have no idea what the number is. To be completely okay, like what's we, the town can called? Can we Google it? Yeah, yeah, we can Google here. it. What's it called? Um, so I'm in Silverthorne, Silver. So it's right next to Breckenridge, Um, it's is living. it up in the mountains? It's up in the mountains. It's beautiful. Uh, there's four ski resorts right around me. Oh my gosh. Um, anybody who likes to ski definitely knows the area. Um, but no, it's it's, it's small town, but it's it's we. I mean, it's not like rule. Like we've got stuff. So you moved back
0: to Colorado so after LA.
1: I moved back to Colorado and I was kind of like, "What do I do? Yeah, like, what am I doing with my life?" And it was actually my mom who was like, "Why don't you just start a food blog? Like you love to cook, just like start a food blog." Like you don't have anything else to do basically (laughs) and I'm really thankful like my parents are very supportive in like an untraditional way of living your life like do what makes you happy which is interesting because
0: neither of them seem to have untraditional background no and they came from very traditional have you ever asked them
1: like where they got that from um I definitely think it's my mom is that driving force um I'm much more like my dad and my mom is very free-spirited um and has always were they're both from cleveland ohio born and raised and you live there till i like- lived there till i was like um we moved when i was 14 but it was like on and off we were only renting in colorado so we had spent like that those two summers like my summer yeah. i was 14 and the summer i was 15 or somewhere around there um In Cleveland. So we we were kind of back and forth at that point, and we hadn't fully moved to Colorado. Um, So it was weird. Like, they were, I think that especially my mom, like, her family was very much like, why are you in Colorado? Like, why are you, like, And did they just love it? No, they hated it. No, Colorado. Like, oh, my mom. My mom loved it. Yeah. She says it was, like, a midlife crisis, and she really just needed to get out of, like, Cleveland, like she's always wanted to live in the mountains and um a lot of times I'll just to make things easy, I'll be like well my brother's snowboard so we moved to Colorado yes I want to
0: talk about that too
1: yeah <laughs> um and so we I don't know yeah we, we, we just moved in but yeah they're from very traditional backgrounds but my mom I don't know where she gets it from she's the oldest of five kids
0: um and there's, there's just, so many kids in your family yeah You're, be- do you do like big family reunions ever and have like 5000 of you descend on like no we haven't done that
1: <laughs> we shouldn't do that i hope we don't do that um my family like my immediate family alone is craziness when we get together well especially once you do, do any of your siblings like have kids not yet my um my the brother just above me uh just got engaged, and he's the first
0: one of like my siblings to get engaged. It's great too because you don't have to pick um, bridesmaids or groomsmen because you like have it all stacked already just from your family. <laughs> yeah, we're just stacked <laughs> up. I don't, oh my God, I haven't even thought about that. So, um, where do you fit? I'm actually right in the middle. And are you a middle child? Like,
1: I don't know, wise? I don't know like the personalities to like, like I don't. I don't keep up on that stuff. But people have told me, oh, you do seem like a middle child. Like so. a
0: peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Somebody's, like, eager
1: to please, I think. I or- am eager to please. I do love pleasing people. And I think that's part of the reason why I love cooking is because... I love being able to please people so easily by just making like a recipe that they love it's so easy to do um, and that was one of the reasons I really fell in love with cooking was because like I would just see the immediate reactions from somebody like upon first bite like oh that made them so happy it was like oh that was so easy to do
0: so I love that that's um, interesting yeah. how do you okay so about your your recipes are insane they're like <laughs> they're like extra in the best way where it's like the flavors are really out of the box and the textures are really out, of, and they're just like you know, a tea can draw a recipe when you see it because it's like Thanks. bananas. Um, how do you come up with them? Like, yeah, crazy. So, um, actually, the brother that I was just saying that just got
1: engaged, he is total free spirit, um, and travels all over the world with his now fiance. Um, And they have been to Thailand, Morocco, like Paris, everywhere you can imagine. So oddly, a lot of my inspiration and also my younger two brothers travel a lot, too. My family gives me so much inspiration because we're just all over the place, all of us. And so they're constantly just sending me photos of dishes that they get at restaurants or like foods in farmers markets in Thailand. I guess they're not farmers markets, they're just like markets in Market Thailand. Markets, yeah. um, so I'm constantly getting inspiration from them, and it's really great because it's inspiration that I don't think anybody else is really getting. Interesting. Um, so it's really fun. But I also pull a lot of inspiration from the seasons. I really love to cook seasonally, but in but, like a different way. Because I like, for in, I like to use a caprese salad, for example, because... Obviously, caprese is tomato, basil, and mozzarella. Like, a lot of people know that, but and it's delicious. Everybody loves it. But it's like, well, how can I twist that a little bit? Like, what can I do to make that a little more exciting? Like, let's throw, like, a pistachio, basil, vinaigrette with a little bit of spice on it. Like, let's make it a little more flavorful. Like, just something, one little element that isn't a big deal but makes it that much better. Like, I just think it's fun because personally, like, I – I don't want to see – I don't want to put out a recipe that has been done a million times over right. before because it's like, well, I can just go to Food Network and grab that or wherever, you know. Um, and I'm, like, I'm sure something that I put out has probably been done before because, like, I just think that recipes are –
0: like a Jungian vibe yeah, to that. Yeah.
1: It's just like, but like, it's really putting your own twist on it. And whether that's, you know, like adding a fresh topping or, you know, stirring in a, a new herb or whatever, like just make it your own. And I'm just making them my own, adding the flavors that I like. Like you'll see a lot of fruits incorporated into my recipes, a lot of herbs incorporated into my recipes. Um just things to really bring out flavors and colors and freshness about them, especially like even in winter recipes too. Like they can be a little bland, but they don't need to be like bland. There's so many great yeah, I feel
0: things. like you do a lot of like, um, like, Fire roasted, by, yeah. like crack, I, I always picture, like a crackling fire and like a warm drink for you in the winter. Yeah, and oh,
1: I'm very so I'm very very all about creating a scene with your recipes or like not a scene, more like a, an essential feel of it, like, like evoking a mood. Yeah, yeah, a mood exactly. Like if it's fall, like I want my recipes to feel warming, inviting, cozy, and comforting. Like that's what you want in the fall like you and you want to get that through your food and especially like I like to portray that not only through the ingredients in the recipe but also through the photos because I think that people eat with their eyes 100% yeah. and if you if your dish doesn't look like so good like I want to eat
0: that like well, why would you make it you know why, or, like that's going to make you well want mine to don't because I can't like the I struggle with the photography so much like I feel yeah. like I can come up with the recipe mm-hmm. really well but I can't it's, trans, it's it's such it's a skill so hard. How did you learn how it was it just by doing? Well, so
1: I think that yes, it was just by doing, but I think that my um and I say background, I've never been formally trained in anything, um which I think I personally love that because I think that it gives it allows my eye to do whatever it wants to do. It's not being right. hindered by a guideline that somebody taught me. Um and I think that a lot of times people and I mean to each their own, everybody has their own point of view. So nothing's right or wrong. But I think that for me personally, like I was never taught a certain way of doing something. So there's no wrong way to do it. It's whatever is, whatever I see fit, basically. Um, And I think that that really is a great way to look at it just because like food doesn't need to be done a certain way or made a certain way or whatever. Um, It can be how you see it and how you want it to be. So with the photos, I think I got a lot of that through, like I said, I've always been creative and liked to make things look really pretty, whether that was my bedroom or what I was wearing or a table. Like I grew up, my grandma was very into um, entertaining and like doing really pretty tables, so I would spend my weekends with her either, we would either be shopping or we'd either be like putting a dinner table together. So I got a lot of that from her. And I think that that just kind of rolled over into my photos. I always say like, I used to have a ton of clothes and now I have zero clothes and all I have is dishes and props. Um, And like the weirdest, like most random fork or something that nobody would ever have. But like, I have so much of it. (laughs) Where do you find that all? Um so again my family's always on the lookout for me and whenever they're traveling they'll like either pick it up or send me photos and ship it back to me or bring it back to me um or I'll go around to vintage places, junkyards, like the most random random places ever um to find stuff because I really I like having things that nobody else has mm-hmm. especially with Instagram being the way that it is and you know people are constantly scrolling through things i don't like want to have the same pieces that every other food influencer or blogger has because i want my content to be different
0: yeah i mean it's ballsy to like not emulate what else is going on on instagram but stuff does have such a distinct personality
1: yeah i think i've never even more so in the last year like i have i don't understand that like if you're emulating what other people are doing like already been done why would somebody want to follow you because of that like somebody's already doing it and they're probably doing it better Mm. so find your niche do it really really well and stick with it um and i've kind of gotten to the point where i have really stopped following like food accounts and other food things not because i don't like those people or anything like that just because I don't want my content to be similar in any way and I think that no like if you're just scrolling and you know what you can you can get stuff like uh, you don't even realize you're doing it and you do it so um I've really gotten to the point where like I'm steer cleared on my path and like sticking to what inspires me and I look for outside sources of inspiration that isn't even in the food world like i draw a lot of stuff from like the fashion world and the lifestyle world and um i use colors as a as like a base like sometimes i'll see like a flower and i'll be like oh my god i want to create a recipe that i can use that flower in the photo wow.
0: um
1: That's just the most random things because i i really play on color i really play on texture and those kind of artsy elements
0: of it all How do you know what tastes good together? (laughs) I don't know. I swear to God. Things just sound good in my head.
1: I don't know. Do you –
0: how much do you try stuff and you're like, this is actually disgusting? I could never make somebody eat this.
1: I haven't had too many of those. I've definitely made bad recipes for sure. Um, But –
0: like, how much of what you develop goes up on the blog or ends up in a cookbook?
1: Yeah, a lot of it. Um, a lot of it does end up on the blog. Some of it definitely doesn't. Like, But a lot of times the recipes that I'll be making, that I'll just be making, like, just to eat dinner or whatever, um, sometimes those can be some of my favorites, and I'll put those on the blog, even though I didn't think they should. Like, I wasn't thinking I was going to put it on the blog because a lot of times um, – I'll just be – my best recipes, I swear, are created just when I'm cooking and in the element of, like, in my kitchen and grabbing the ingredients that I have on hand and, like, oh, that might be good or, oh, I have this. Let's use it up. And it ends up really good. Those are my favorite recipes because there's no – I'm not I'm not overthinking it. Like, right. Oh, have I and they're probably, like, more accessible and easy yeah. to do. On and it's, like, eating. a lot of times I'm like, have I already done this? Like, how am I, like – and sometimes when you're just in the kitchen cooking, like – you can't really create the same recipe twice because you have different ingredients on hand, and it ends up being really good. So
0: yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your family. Mm-hmm. You recently went to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. This like blew my mind. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I haven't met you before in real life yeah. other than today, but I I've known you. And we have the same editor. Yeah. And when I saw Red on TV, <laughs> I like saw his last name, and he looks like you, because oh, you guys, does all, he? you guys all like have he like looks a, a lot like my mom. Like,
1: if you, if you saw pictures of, like, my dad, my mom, and then, like, all the siblings, I look more like my dad. And Red looks like my mom. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you guys
0: had, like, and I, was, I saw the last name, and then I looked it up online. And then, it, like, it made me feel this personal connection to his yeah. win because I was, That's like. That's great. People have said that to me, and I love it. It's, like, the closest I've been to um, a gold medalist yeah. So your brother, Red Gerard, won. The first gold medal of the Olympics, yeah. which is insane. And yeah. he also was like one of the youngest people ever, I want to say. Yeah, how old is he?
1: He's 17. I don't know. I don't think he's the youngest. He's, he's, he's down there. He's very young, for yeah. sure. Um, Chloe Kim, who also did snowboarding. Who's also off-site. badass. She's amazing. Um, she's 17, and she won gold as
0: well in half so, but so he, you, his was the first medal of the Olympics, Of the entire Olympics, which yes. is, like, amazing. Um Didn't your whole family went out there? We all went to
1: South Korea. What um, was
0: that experience like? I mean, incredible. I don't think that anybody could really ask for a better
1: experience. We we weren't. I mean, we all hoped that he would at least podium, but I don't know that anybody really realized he was going to win gold. So, it was very exciting. So, obviously. was that, did you go a few days before? Did yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, yeah. We actually all flew in. So, Red had been there because they have to be there like two weeks in advance, basically. Okay. Um, so, he was there. But uh, we all flew in the, the day of opening ceremonies. So, I don't know whatever day that was like. It was like the day before his event because he was snowboarding slope style was men's was one of the first events. And that's a new event, isn't it? They've, like, Sean White has, has won gold in it. I want to say not four years ago, but the four years before that. Okay. Maybe that was like, the, I don't know. I'm like okay. not up on all the terms yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, but yes, it's newer. The newest event for snowboarding is snowboarding, men's snowboarding and women's snowboarding, Big Air. And that's where you just go off
0: one jump and it's like you do your biggest your trick. trick. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw Chloe Kim do that. I
1: oh, she that. might have, I don't know if she did. I don't know.
0: Okay. I don't know. Sorry. I'm so impressed know. by all of this stuff. I'm like just, I, it, it's, it's really scary. It me, to me really out, honest. yeah. Um, yeah, they do some really crazy stuff, so,
1: but he, so his, his event, his main event though is Slope Style, which is basically where you, they have like a rail section and they have a jump section and they do it all and they, they do these flips and turns and I don't know the technical terms being his sister I really should but like multiple spins in the air we're talking like mo- many many feet up yeah um it's crazy yeah. so uh
0: yeah he's he's pretty good and how was he Like, a baby? Were were you guys all, like, on the slopes all the time when you were growing up? So,
1: I – so, growing up, I was the only girl. So, I was five brothers. Yeah, I was so – and I loved it. Like, everybody asked, like, did you hate having so many brothers? I'm like, no, I loved it. Like, I Why did you love it? I was the biggest tomboy. Um, And I have a very tough skin. They have bred me to, like, you know, be able to handle anything, I swear. Um, which is great. So I loved it. And I feel like it would make
0: dating impossible. (laughs) Like, come meet my five
1: brothers. They're very, they are protective. I have to say, especially my oldest brother. Um, but it's not that bad. Okay. (laughs) It's not that bad at all. My oldest brother's the worst for sure. But, um, they, they're great. And they're, we all like, they're my best friends, especially my red. So Malachi, who's just below me. Um, and then red, we're like, we're reds. I'm red seventeen, so we're, we're we're kind of we have some distance, but we're still all pretty close. All of the siblings are really really close. It's just great. It's fun. They're amazing. And so I were you guys them. all snowboarders? Okay, years? yeah. So I'm sorry. So yeah, my older two brothers, or my older my the brother, it doesn't matter. One of the brothers started snowboarding, and then the other brother started snowboarding, and then um, everybody kind of just taught Red how to snowboard, and Red really redmond who's 17 he's the olympic gold medalist um he and then the brother brendan who's just above me they're both really really good at snowboarding and brendan kind of went more the editorial route where he was doing magazine photo shoots and things like that and red like being in them being in them so like there's like snowboarder mag and like trans world snowboarding like he did stuff for that and Red, Red does that, too, but Red went much more the competitive route and did the competition side, um, so, like, X Games and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, he's been snowboarding. But he could, like, snowboard before he could walk, um, I think, since he was, like, four, maybe. Wow. And that kid
0: just doesn't know how to sit still. Um, you can tell that in interviews when you watch him. He, yeah, like, me too. Like I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> fidgety. Like, all,
1: all of us Gerards just can't really, like – we're just very active people. Um, and But Red's the worst. Like, he literally just cannot sit still. He actually has ADHD. So he has, like, a full, like... Like, he has a technical definition. He has a technical definition it, yeah. of it. But, like, it's worked for him in his advantage for this
0: way well, of has a gold medal now.
1: Yeah. So he's great. So he's really active. Um, and he's just been snowboarding since he was a kid. And then when we moved out to Colorado, he really started to get into it. And basically just progressing beyond, you know...
0: Everybody else, and really moving forward with it. Um, and so, do like, you just like start winning competitions, and then eventually people are like, maybe you could be an Olympian? Or basically, okay, yeah. you, you don't have get like to, scouted, you have
1: right? to have a certain amount of points to make it. There's they do this this system called like the it's like a point system, and you have to win so many competitions and have so many points to even qualify yourself for the Olympics. Okay. Um, so there's four. There's only four snowboarders that get to make that get to go from the U.S. team um and he qualified actually he was the number one qualifier i want to say did he like were you guys there for that or did he, he like call you guys and don't like- me on this <laughs> um he qualified pretty high up though i want to say um it was so nerve-wracking because really you can only qualify uh, that season before the olympics so i mean you're building up points i want to say for like the the two years prior to the Olympics. But really, the time crunch is is that that winter season before the Olympics. Um, And there's, like, three qualifying competitions, three or four, that you have to do good at in
0: order to get your spot on the team. So, yeah, it was really nerve-wracking. Does he get nervous? I always wonder this because, like, you – for all of these athletes with something like the olympics you train for years and years and years and years and then you have like a minute to have it all be worth it or not and i'm just like what do you feel like before that minute (laughs) so i think
1: snowboarding is a little bit different snowboarding is very it's definitely the most one of the more lax i feel like in olympic sports just because all the snowboard guys are very chill and very just like we're in it to have fun and we love to snowboarding because we have fun we're, we're having fun
0: do yes. i really think that
1: yeah well i mean though the competition side of it is is a little bit more intense um red is the type of kid where i think he, i don't think he'd ever say i don't know like no we're, we're like all in the we all ask ourselves that same question I'm like is he nervous or like what's his deal like we're not really sure But he doesn't seem to be. No. So he doesn't seem so chill. He's a very chill kid. Like very, very chill. Um, And I think that's what's honestly progressed him so far is because he's never looked at competitions like, oh, if I win, great. Like if I don't, I don't care. Like he doesn't care. So and I really think that's true. He doesn't care. And I think that that letting go of that stressful side of things really progressed him to a point where he was able to get to the olympics Uh, because he didn't let that side of it get to his head and a lot of it is head games like a lot of it is the head games you play with yourself um, and he was able to not think that way and really be in it because he has so much fun doing the sport.
0: So for a snowboarder, do you, you always hear about athletes and they have to have this like very rigid schedule and like they have to be so strict about everything. And, yeah, no. and do snowboarders not have to do that stuff as much? They can no. like live their lives? Snowboarders live their lives. Okay, And, that's and cool. they live them well, everybody. <laughs> Sean Sean White seems like Sean's he's like a little different. made a name for a living. His yeah, life Sean's
1: long. a little different. I think he's – I actually – red and all my brothers know him personally. I've personally never met him. Um, but I from what I've heard, he's a little different. He's a little bit more of that
0: traditional athlete where he's kind of Oh, I thought of, he was like a party kid. I was using uh, his example of like a I think I felt like he's like gotten in trouble for being a party kid. Maybe I don't, I know, don't know particularly. You know, I don't know.
1: But um he's definitely he I think he works at it yeah. more than maybe the rest of the guys. And I know a lot of the 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 whole US snowboard team is Eaten my recipes, been at my house,
0: begged me for food. They're all great, all really. Are you to like ice. the uh, unofficial? They they know where
1: to go for food. <laughs> they, they know where to go for food, um, and they're great. Actually, uh, one of the Red's best friends, Kyle Mack, was on the team with him, and like I mean, like a second brother. So like a brother that's not related, brother kind of thing. So yeah. it's really cool. Like you kind of go through the experience, and everybody in that world is friends like it's not a competitive i mean there's a competitive thing but like but people were genuinely happy they're when all there it. for each other yeah. like um so you'll hear if you google like red's win and everything you'll hear these stories like he overslept the morning of and like he couldn't find his uh, u.s team jacket and like that was actually he couldn't find his u.s team jacket so like he had to take like i was like well here take take my jacket because you have to wear the U.S. team jacket. And, course red loses i mean that would be something red would do he did lose the jacket um but kyle to my point like kyle gave him his jacket um so yeah they're all really good friends and it's just like a it's a little bit different i feel like than the rest of the sports um they really are all good friends like i've never seen anything like it like those kids are so happy that like even though they didn't make the team they're so happy that their Mm. good friend made the team so it's really cool to see
0: is he more annoying now that he's won an olympic gold medal (laughs) Um, No, he's, 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 I gotta say, like, um, he, he
1: didn't realize going into the Olympics, because he's 17, I think. And like, he didn't really grow up, like, watching the Olympics. Like, he didn't realize what a big deal it was. And when he won, he was like,
0: Oh my god! Like this is a well, I'm like the Today Show is calling him up, oh my, and, you and he know. did like Jimmy Kimmel, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is a lot." So it didn't. He didn't like. Was there a moment? Do you know when he like got it? Where was oh, it like yeah. he go on Jimmy Kimmel? they when were like, "Oh he, shit, this he is a big got deal.
1: it the first day after like doing 16 hours of press straight, straight on." Like he, we saw him after his run. We didn't see him again. After that until so he did this really bizarre, like you apparently you don't leave the Olympics in the middle of the Olympics. Like if you're an athlete, you are at the Olympics from opening ceremonies until ending, you know, till closing ceremonies. Okay. He left to go do press in LA and New York. So he after his win, he Who did decided it. that
0: for him? If that's a weird thing yeah. to do. Was he like, I'm He's gonna go do so,
1: it? His I guess his agent, he hasn't he has a like a uh snowboard talent um, agent type. I guess person. they call him like a um not a sports agent. Um so he's like a sports agent and I I guess he decided it. Um and he kind of he had been in Korea for two weeks and he was like needed to get out of Korea <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, he's like I need American he's very <laughs> much that he loved like a not just he loved it. He just was like, oh yeah I'll definitely go back to America. Yeah um and so he did like 16 hours straight of press in Korea right after the event we didn't see him and then he flew um he flew south korea directly to LA did press in LA for a day like did Jimmy Kimmel did like a bunch of other things then LA to New York, did a bunch of things in New York, did like the morning shows, did his rounds. Then back on a plane, right
0: to Korea. And people don't normally—they never did. Do that. He get like in trouble for that? No, no, I don't think it's like
1: a. I mean, it must or is it not just like crazy because it's
0: like. A lot of work to oh, yeah. Do I don't. That kind I don't.
1: Thing. I don't know. He's young. He's the jet lag was like he's 17. It didn't matter. Yeah,
0: I, I remember when that was the case for me.
1: Yeah, and yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no and he. Longer. So he went with my younger brother Malachi, who has kind of been like by his side the entire this entire time, which is really cool because like I don't think that Red doing it alone would have been nearly as like good of an experience, and it was just, I think it was really nice for them to be together. Um, and to just have like a family member for sure so especially your family seems like they're so yeah, we're way it. too close <laughs> <laughs>
0: we,
1: we just yeah we, it's it's odd I feel like when you have so many siblings like a lot of times you can hear like oh they don't get along or like we don't talk to so and so but like we all talk to each other that's amazing it okay. is I feel really grateful because I do hear a lot of those
0: stories so what's a do you have any like fun one fun behind the scenes story of being at the Olympics I
1: one but i mean my there's my family is crazy anybody who looks into the background of my family crazy we're, how we're just uh, we're just a wild bunch like we they know how to have a fun time
0: um is that a euphemism for like drinking yeah
1: they they're pretty good at that for sure <laughs> um they definitely know how to do that no but um we just i i mean we're just a normal family to be completely honest like
0: We like to hang out together, do do whatever. That's not normal. You're like, we're just a normal family. We love hanging out with each other. We have a super famous food blogger, cookbook author, and an Olympic athlete. I I
1: feel like we're not, like, annoying. Like, I feel like – I don't know if that's, like, a – we're definitely annoying, actually. We're just – no, I don't know. Behind the scenes, I mean, that's the thing. We're also very open. So, like, everybody knows everything about us, I feel like. Like, and between Red and I, like, and social media, like Mm – Or, like, an open book, which probably isn't good.
0: (laughs) Are your parents, like, what happened? Like, how did we raise – I mean, I'm sure all of your siblings are doing really – But, like, to have two public figures sort of You guys were really not that cool. Like, it's where we sound so much cooler than we are. We're
1: not. Um, No. They're, like – I mean, I think that, like, my dad was just so, like – beyond proud of red and he's so proud of me too like yeah there's nothing like but like olympics is just like oh my god that's a
0: worldwide web it's know? also cool to be representing your country like i yes. feel like there has to yeah, be some yeah, sort yeah, of emotional yeah, yeah. element to it, it was
1: i think i mean for my mom too but like my dad like i've never seen him so excitedly happy and just like Oh my god, like my kid's an Olympian. Like I don't think a lot of people like, And a, lot a gold people, medal Yeah, no, A lot like, of people do not get to say that. So a lot of ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I mean, I think it I think it was a pretty surreal like moment for the two of them and it still is. So and every and like the whole after the Olympics and all the press and the media like it was just so crazy has stuff. he met
0: any crazy people
1: Red, yeah it's like well results. he he did meet the president he met Trump which was very controversial I will say but so he met he did go meet him um and yeah he's met Jimmy Kimmel he's met um I mean a lot of like celebrities and things like that if you
0: think those people are cool but um I don't know yeah he's done a lot of crazy things I don't so, is yeah. he still living in your little town in Colorado? No.
1: So he um, and Malachi, and actually one of my my the another brother, the, an older brother, um, they're living in California all together, uh, out in Carlsbad. They're oh, fun. living the SoCal life. Um, surfing for the summer. Oh my God. Although Red's going to New Zealand to snowboard and then to Mount Hood to snowboard. So he's never, he's traveling constantly. Like wherever the snow is, Red's going to go. So he's just
0: constantly on the go. He's yeah, in the so, Bahamas right now, though. That's that's nice. He's well, out you around. did like a whole family trip. Yeah, right? we, were, we were all just in the Bahamas. So do you so. travel much yourself? You said your siblings are kind of always all over. I
1: like New York and LA. Like I'm like always in either New York or LA. I think I'm going to, um, Paris, maybe, in the fall, um, which would be really exciting, but I've been to Mexico, I've been to South Korea now, um, but not too many places out of the
0: country, so I hope to do a little bit more of that for sure. Do you get, like, does it feel sort of lonely and isolating that you're in this, like, small town, and then a lot of your work is... Kind of by yourself yeah. or with one or two family members? Um, No, not really.
1: really. Because especially with social media, I feel like you feel like you're constantly letting people into your life
0: that way. And do you feel like it's in a – because I feel like, you know, I know people that I follow and talk to on social media, but sometimes it only, like, scratches. A yeah, it scratches, scratches the surface. But, yeah, and yeah. like you're just kind of like – it almost makes me want the deeper level connection, uh-huh. like, more. Yeah,
1: for sure. Like,
0: I, I get that as well. But,
1: um, no, I'm the type of person, like, I love being by myself. Like, I Are actually, you an introvert? Yeah, for sure. Like, I have, like, an on and off switch, I swear. And um, I can be both, and I love both. Like, it's, like, both two personalities, and I like them both. So it's not hard for me to be alone, but I also love being able to travel and go be with people and do things. And then also, um, I'm excited because I am building a SAS studio space in Colorado. So I'm hoping to bring people to me and do some workshops and do um, some more interactive things in that space that I won't be alone. And also building out my team is a big goal for me and really kind of trying to
0: expand half Harvest as a
1: brand and kind of having some more non-family members Uh, integrated into the brand
0: but will the family like will your mom always be part of she'll always be a
1: part of it yeah for sure i mean assuming she wants to be but she's she's pretty good at what the things that she does she handles a lot of the brand not the brand um a lot of the advertising and things you see on the back end of the blog Um, and do you actually like Pay her a salary? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she, it's like we, a like, real We we do it, it's it's we're we're really t- we're partners in it. Like she is fifty percent. So I Oh, mean, that's cool. So she's yeah. like your business partner. She's a partner. business partner. So I don't technically like she's not like I'm not like
0: paying my mom.
1: Yeah. Um I mean, essentially we're both earning the money. So um my brother, on the other hand, is on the salary. So And you pay him a salary. Yeah, he's on the
0: salary as well. And, and then, do you think he'd like ask you for a raise if he felt like you he know He did. We were on we were on vacation
1: and we had Instagram vote if he deserved a raise and unfortunately they all voted yes. Oh no. Um, yeah, no. He's um he's he's really great though. He works really hard at for the most part. I have to beg him for videos sometimes. Um but no, he's he's really great. He makes really great videos. We're just right now um he's just doing mostly like, you know, the very hands videos where it's a very recipe, like show, show everybody how to make the recipe. And those are great for Instagram um, posts and people really like to see them. Uh, but I really hope to get into more of the on-camera videos. That's kind of my goal for
0: the rest of this year. You're listening to the Healthier Together podcast. All right, let's take a brief break so I can introduce you to one of my favorite products on the planet. If you know anything about me, you know that I can't do caffeine. It stokes my anxiety and it makes me feel really crazy. And I was always so jealous of anyone who could reach for their morning cup of joe and feel wide awake and also look really cool with their like mug and all of that. That was never me. But now I have my mushrooms. And by that, I'm talking about Four Sigmatic. They're basically medicinal mushrooms, not psychedelic, although my dad was very concerned by that when I told him that I was obsessed. And they come in these super convenient little packages that I stash in my backpack. So I have them wherever I go. In fact, most of the time when I'm at a coffee shop or at a cafe, I'll just order hot water and then I'll mix in one of my Four Sigmatic packs so I can save some money and I don't have to worry about them not having a tea that I like, which happens quite often because as you can imagine, I have quite strict standards for what I consume. So there are a bunch of different kinds of the mushrooms and each one has different benefits. So I take a cordyceps in the morning to feel awake. And then I take lion's mane when I'm feeling that 3 p.m. slump and it really helps me kind of focus and not want to I don't know, go read a million blogs instead of doing my actual work. And then I take reishi when I'm feeling stressed out or anxious, which for me, again, if you know anything about me is quite often. I've turned into a bit of a mushroom evangelist at work and with my friends. People used to come to me for a tea to heal every ailment. I'd open up my tea drawer and I'd be like, oh, here's your your blend for this stomach ache or if you're feeling anxious or tired. But now I am a mushroom evangelist and people come to me to find out which shroom they should use for whatever's wrong with them. People also ask me about the taste a lot, and I actually don't like culinary mushrooms very much. It's a weird thing about me. If you read my cookbooks, you'll notice that there aren't a lot of mushroom recipes in there because I just don't love them. They turn my stomach a little bit. But I find the Four Sigmatic mushrooms to be really earthy and grounding. And I like the new formula. A lot of their new formula ones don't have any stevia or sweetener, and it's kind of an herby- and it's, it's a really subtle flavor. Okay. It's grounding. Grounding is like the main word I would go for. It just, it, it instantly sort of makes you feel calmer and, and more present and whole. I think, um, I I'd think of like an herb tea or a chai, but less spicy than a chai. So just sort of that herby, rooty, grounding vibe. They also have a ton of flavored stuff. If you prefer that I'm loving their chai lattes recently. They're so, so good. They're also caffeine free, which is hard to find in a chai. Um, they're amazing. And then they also have a golden milk latte, which is new. And I am a hundred percent obsessed with that's one of my favorite morning drinks. I took a bunch of them when I went back to California recently and I used them all up on day three and it was very sad about it. So if you want to try them yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, clearly it's become one of my absolute staples. You should see my desk. It's piled with Four Sigmatic boxes. Go to foursigmatic.com slash healthier together. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash healthier together. H-E-L-T-H-I-E-R-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R. You can also get 15% off using healthier together as a code, although you barely need it. They're not one of those like wellness products that costs a zillion dollars for a teaspoon and you don't even know if it's working. They're really, really affordable and the kind of thing that you can actually incorporate into your day-to-day life. So I love that. Um, And message me on Instagram if you have any questions about them. I love talking about mushrooms, and I've done a ton of research on them, and I'm really a believer, which I don't say about very many things. The evidence keeps stacking up for their short and long-term benefits, so I definitely recommend you get in on that. Again, use the code HEALTHIERTOGETHER and um, enjoy. Come and tell me if you like them, for sure, because I'm 100% obsessed and I I want to talk about it with people, so come and tell me. And all right, without further ado, let's get back to the conversation. Do you get nervous on camera?
1: You, I, like I should, but I don't.
0: Like I love it.
1: Um, I kind of love it, which is really weird.
0: Do you feel very, like, I feel like when I, I'll be a hundred percent confident with like my voice and how I look. And then I'll see myself on camera, which I do love it. But then I'll be like, who is that person?
1: I don't like to watch myself.
0: <laughs> I will, like, if I can avoid it, I will
1: avoid it at all costs. Okay. Because, like, I'm like, okay, I feel great about how that went. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to watch it. And just never it go back. That's put smart. put it out of my head. Because then it will play with me, like, and my insecurities for sure. Um, because I do have – I'm a normal person. I have a ton of insecurities. And then I'll just think about those and then I'll, like, never do it again. Can
0: you share any of the things that you're insecure about? Sure. I mean,
1: yeah, I am. So I am, like, I even just, like, look-wise, beauty-wise, like, I'm not big into, like, wearing a ton of makeup or anything like that. I'm all about that natural look. But at the same time, like, when you are on camera, like, I'll feel very unconscious, like, oh, or self-conscious, like, should probably be wearing some more makeup or something like that. Um, I am still very insecure about my photos. Like they'll never be the way that I want them to be. But I think that's okay because it's always driving me to be better and to constantly be progressing and never standing still, which I think is really important in this industry because it's growing so fast and everybody's doing something different. And like everybody's just progressing forward at this like insane speed. So it's kind of always keeping me on my toes anyways, which is kind of good. Um, and then you know I I get stuck in that comparison train of like doing that off, which is I've literally started. Like, not because I don't like those people that I'm following on Instagram, but because they're making me insecure. Like, I have literally started to unfollow people just because I'm like, this is a bad thing for me. Like, I can't sit here and focus on this. Like, they're different than me. It doesn't
0: mean that they're better than me. They're just different than me. So do you think literally removing it – because I do that too. I've done that with you where I've been like, yeah. my photos will literally and like, never look no like I bring no that because so. it's just like – I'm just like, why do I even try? Do you think the best thing is just to remove it from your... I think if you're really struggling with it and you're constantly
1: comparing yourself to other people, which I I do, I still do it to this day. Like, it's definitely a problem. Um, I think if you're constantly comparing yourself to to like a certain person or whoever, yeah, I think it's so much easier. Like, I'm kind of like a cold turkey person, like just cut it out and get rid of it and be done with it. Um, And that just works for me um so i'm like a big advocate of that like just cut it out get rid of it um and focus on like just making you doing what you do and making that better so i don't know it's it's easier said than done i will say that like people (laughs) will sit there and preach that i'll be like yeah right do you really do that though and um, and so I'm really just trying to like actually do it myself. Do it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you limit
0: your social media time, or so how do you like find what that I, balance? What I'm trying to do
1: is. Um, I'm trying to just not even really scroll too much anymore. Um, And uh, I'm super interactive on my, on my, especially my Instagram account. And that's like me doing it because Instagram, I feel like it's just so personal. And having someone else do it is really, really hard. Um, So it's Instagram is really, it's me doing it. So I'm very interactive with my DMs and my comments on all of my content. But other content, I, I definitely like, limited like if there's something i see and it pops up and i love it i'm gonna i'm gonna comment on it and be like that's i love it like i want to show that person like be genuinely excited for that person i think it's really nice and i think in the end it like makes you just feel better and it's good like i loved that content like why not let that person know so share it um and i think that's like just a good thing to do and like if you really try to genuinely be happy for people like that jealousy or whatever it is will kind of slowly fade away anyways Mm. Um, that's at least what I found that's what my mom's always told me like just be happy for
0: whatever that person is doing and don't feel jealous about them i feel like your parents are like they sound like such amazing they
1: are what they other sort
0: of life wisdom has they have won't they shared? say that to
1: you because like i'm not amazing but they definitely both of them have their own strengths and like have taught me so many different things but the thing about my parents is like they've never like they've done amazing things obviously but like they've never like they're not like oh my God, they've done this, this, and that, or what they've just like lived their lives the best that they could and learned from life experiences. And I think what they passed on to like my brothers and I and my little sister um, is to just like be kind people, like, Don't like just treat and this everybody's heard this, but like really just treat others the way that you would want to be treated. And I think, like, even when you hear Red talk, like people ask people asking that question all the time, like about my parents and everything. And like, it's really true, like, they really just told us to kind of like taught us to be kind and treat others the way that you would want to be treated because. Um, And there's just, like, no point in being, like, a a rude person. And my mom especially, like, she goes above and beyond to, like, help someone out or do, like, just the littlest things that could, like, really help somebody in their day. Like, she'll do that. Or, like, just giving back to, like, the community. And, like, especially, you know, she'll do, like, around the holidays, like, you know, provide gifts for families and things like that. She's just always been big on that. I have no idea why. I don't know what, like it really wasn't her upbringing to be honest with you. Like she doesn't come from that kind of a family, but like that's just who she is as a person. I have no idea why. Um, but she carried that on into her kids. And I think that like, I love that I have that like trait and um, it's just good. Like and you just feel like there's no reason to be like a mean person in the world. And like, you can, if it's not a big deal to like, you, you don't have to do like go out of your way to do something. But like, if you can like, you know, pick up, if you've got, like, you see a poor mom holding a baby in two hands and she dropped, just pick it up for her. You yeah. Like, be a kind person. Not drop the
0: baby, drop something else. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> right. yeah. Sorry, drop, like, you know, I don't know, her wallet,
0: whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, so just be nice. So this podcast is about how to become happier, but also how to become healthier. Have yeah. you had any, like, Health struggles, yeah, or anything like that. I actually, and to this day, like I
1: think it's really great to be open about it too because I have struggled with anxiety my entire life, and that was like, girl. It, it's it's still a huge struggle. Like, and I swear, like I was telling my mom the other day, like my anxiety with like flying has been getting worse lately for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, Is it always around – like, how does it manifest usually? Well, so when I was a kid, it was school. I hated school. I hated going to school. It also, I think, like, it could have been, like, a separation thing for my mom as well. Um, Because I was, like, always, like, craving for my mom's attention. She had so many kids. And I was just, like, you know, I need, like, hello. Um, I was always craving it. And so – but I – think school, anxiety was my number one, like, issue as a kid. Like, I had – hated school through like even like as long as I can remember ever ever going to school I always hated it and not because like I had a lot of friends like in school like that wasn't the issue for me it was something with to do with like teachers leaving home someone else having authority of me like being told that whole thing um I just did not like it like did you have panic attacks
0: Or was it more just, like, an underlying – I mean, like, there
1: were days when I was just, like, I cannot go to school. And then, like, I would have, like, fits. Like, this was more when I was, like, a kid. And I would have, like, literally, like, fits. And I don't think – I don't know if that was a panic attack or not. Mm. But, like, it was bad. Like, there was, like, my um, middle school and then my high school years. And finally in high school I started to, like – like I said, I took college courses. And that was – easier for me because I was able to go to those courses and, like, leave then. Like, it was just, like, a quick, like, okay, I'm going to get in and get out. Um, And I was also able – I graduated high school a year early, too. Mm -hmm. So So you got out of high school altogether. I, like, ran through high school. Um, So school anxiety was really, really huge for me. And um, when I was in middle school, I was like, Mom, I want to be homeschooled. Like, I hate going to school. Like, this is miserable. Um, And I also felt like it was a very fake environment, too, with friends. Like, I had a lot of friends, but, like, I didn't love to hang out with them outside of school. Like, I called them school friends. And they were there for, like, being in school. Um, And Just did you feel like you couldn't fully be yourself? Yeah. Like, I was kind of a different person with those guys than I was at home, which, I don't know, like, was fine, probably. But I guess I just wasn't I wasn't real comfortable with it, maybe. Um, But – I just for whatever reason really hated it and I also something like looking back on it something with like the teachers too really got me like someone else almost having control of me at least that's the way I felt um and it was intimidating to me and I don't know I didn't like it um so the whole like just the whole school situation and in middle school I was like oh I really want to be like homeschooled like that'll solve everything but like my mom was from a very traditional background and it was actually, like, my grandparents were like, you can't homeschool or Like, you don't homeschool people. Um, so she didn't, and it was just really hard for me. And um, finally, when we moved to Colorado and I was in high school, she was like, okay, maybe we can start looking into some alternative things. And then things started to, like, okay, like, this is better. And then really it wasn't until I got out of high school and I started the blog that I let go of a lot
0: of that anxiety. So do you think that was just getting rid of? the things that caused anxiety, or yeah, do yeah. you think it was partially, like, finding your purpose Both. I think
1: it was getting rid of, like, the school aspect of things. And really, like, I always say, like, I took that energy that I focused all that anxiety on, like, all that energy that came from anxiety, and I put it into the blog. Um, and I think that helped me so much because I just focused so hard on, like, building the blog, creating recipes, interacting with my followers, and really, like, just putting my energy there, not thinking not really thinking too much about like all the other aspects of things like where what am i doing with this like where's this going and like what if these people hate this recipe like i was just able i don't know why i was just able to redirect that energy and put it into something i knew that i loved doing like it gave me cooking um was a creative release for me like i loved being creative with recipes in the kitchen and then when i started to get into the photos i loved that and i was like. I'm having fun with this i'm gonna go with this and i did and i went with it and it thankfully worked really well um but i've noticed as i've gotten busier with work and everything that some of that anxiety has definitely returned and it's kind of returned in the way of like i am nervous now like going into like oh how people will perceive me or how they'll perceive the recipes um and like I just said flying like traveling like i love to travel but I hate the travel part. Like, that gives me a lot of anxiety. Um, going through airports, getting on, doing the airplane thing, like, I'm fine. Like, I can do it, but, like, I don't like it at all and it definitely, like, the but day before. you wouldn't
0: have probably
1: flown back to the U.S. in the middle of your Olympics. I would not have done then, that. Yeah. No, and even, like, flying, I was totally fine flying to Korea, maybe just because I was excited, but, like, flying home. Oh, and also, I was with my entire family, yeah. so I, like, wasn't nervous about it. But flying home, I flew home completely alone. I'm like, this is, like, an... It's, six, it's like 16 or 18 hours. It's a, and I'm like, over the ocean. I'm like, my God, this is like a bomb flight. And I'm like, all by myself. And it actually was very miserable, I have to say. And I sat in like, so those, have you ever flown overseas, like the planes are huge. Yeah. And the rows are like of four people. And I was like, in the middle seat, I had someone who was so sick, like coughing, like deep coughs up on one side of me. And then someone that was just—it was like a guy, and he like took up the whole scene. I was like, oh man. So I was like, I was sitting up straight the whole time. I'm like, this is brutal, but I got through it. And I think what I'm learning now too, um, I've I've I I have done therapy before. I haven't had success with it. I'll be completely honest. Like it's it's very hard for me. Like. My mom is totally my therapist. I'll just be like, Mom, I need to talk to you. And that's great. Um, what do you find hard about the actual? I, it's never been successful for me. I did it, and maybe because I was doing it more as, when I was a teenager. Um, I, you just don't find they say stuff that's helpful? Yeah, like I've never connected with it. And um, maybe because, like, I am a little more of a private person. And I say that, but then, like, I don't know. I'm sitting here saying my whole life story, so. Some situations are easy for me to talk and some situations aren't, Um, but I've also gotten, as I've gotten older and really grown more, and I'm still doing it, like I'm only 24, like I swear it with each year, like I grow more into my own skin and feeling more comfortable um, with just who I am as a person and like being okay with that. Um, And I really think that age and like with time, you do do that um i'm more comfortable talking about things so maybe if i did it now it'd be more beneficial for me i don't know um but i just really learned to kind of like my mom's always told me like don't like put it out of your head like whatever's making you stress or anxiety driven like try to put it out of your head and focus on something else and that does really help me um But it's still something I struggle with and, like, there's a lot of things that pop up with work that, you know, because what I am doing is so centered around me and, like, really the way people are perceiving me, essentially, um, it can be a little bit, like, you know, anxiety-driven or whatever. So um, I'm just kind of, like, trying to roll with the punches and roll through it a little bit. But just kind of, like, taking one day at a time is really big for me, too.
0: Is there anything that in, like, a moment of anxiety you'll do to sort of – with um, that help move through it yeah I, I can't believe
1: I'm saying this because like I've never been a meditation person but I do love just taking a couple of deep breaths like I find that really relaxing um if it's like a really big moment of like I will literally just pick up the phone and call my mom like and be like I just need to talk to you for like five minutes um or and then if I have more time like and I think this is something that has also really helped me that I really I wasn't doing like when I was a kid that I do do now like I love getting outside and um, I go for a hike at home because I'm in the middle of the mountains, but like any form of like, just, I'm not like a runner or an intense exerciser, but like going for like a walk or whatever, like getting outside is really helpful for me. And like just fresh air, like I will come back 30 minutes an hour later and have a whole new mindset, Mm -hmm. which I think um, a lot of people like don't realize the benefit of that alone.
0: And I think it's really helpful. Yeah, I think mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I have a few questions that I ask everybody. Okay, cool. We'll see how you do. Oh, my God. No, it's not a test. They're easy. Okay, so what is one big mistake you've made in your life, and what's something that you feel like you really got right?
1: Oh, um, God, a big mistake. Honestly, um, I haven't, like, I do know. I've made mistakes and a lot of mistakes, especially like within business things, but I've learned from them is the thing. And I think that they've helped me grow as a person too. Like all of my mistakes, like even as a teenager, um, I think have really helped me grow and like I've taken
0: those and learned from them. And I'm actually kind of appreciative of them. Is there one that really helped you grow that you could share? Um, Let's see.
1: Like, so, it, yeah back when I first started blogging like and brands first started approaching me um there was like I worked with and I won't say the brand just because there's still like a brand out there but I worked with a brand that really wasn't on brand for me like it was like they're like oh we want to pay you money and like I was like oh my gosh really you want to pay me to do this like okay sure like I'll do it and um I did it and like my audience did not receive it well and it was Because they it wasn't wasn't a brand that I have worked with and or really would work with. So I think like from that learning experience and ever since then, I was I was like, oh, my God, I'm not working with a brand that like I don't fully support and would back. Um, And I think that was it. And I'm glad I learned it early on instead of like right now, because I think it is really, really important to only work with people that you genuinely are excited to be working with and can genuinely back because your audience, especially if you have a built-in audience that trusts you, which I really feel that I have, they're going to know right away, like, oh my gosh, she totally is being paid off for that, you know? And I don't think that any amount of money is worth that. And I think if you're really trying to grow your brand, grow your business, like you need to know what your brand is and what you stand for. Um... Because your audience will expect that from you. And I think it's just really important. So I learned that early on, which I'm very grateful for.
0: Um,
1: Because I think that a lot of times people can be changed when they see a number
0: like, oh. Yeah. And I think that. And there's some big numbers out there when you have a big audience. They're
1: throwing some big numbers out there these days. And I think that when you have um a brand that you're building um it can, and and it can be really easy to like accept that but in the long run of things if you're looking to grow a long lasting brand you want to be partnering with brands that you are essentially really behind because the bottom line is is the it's the internet and people can go back and look at everything yeah so, for like, all the time your record is it's going to be there for a while so so what something you got really right um I think something I got really right is being – I've always approached, like, the blogging world as – and my audience as friends. Um, I've wanted them to really connect with me on that level. Like, when I am writing a blog post, I want the reader to feel like they are in the kitchen cooking with me. So, I – Tell them where the inspiration come, like, whether it was a family member that gave me the recipe, whether I was in L.A. and eating at a great restaurant, like, I got inspired from, like, went to
0: Kismet. I think I'm saying it wrong. Is it Kismet? I get everything that's said out loud wrong. So I'm not going to, like, correct you. I'm a reader, not a talker. If you know me, I can't
1: even talk. Like, I shouldn't have written a cookbook. Like, my English language is horrible. Um, But I try. So like, you know, I, I'll say where the inspirations come from I'll say if it was any crazy stories, like if it took me five billion times to test it, like you'll it, say all of, it. I'll say all of it. Like I want it to be conversational. I want people to leave me comments. I'll respond to your comments. Like that's the other thing. Like I have always been, I've seen bloggers where they're not responding to their Instagram comments and they're not responding to their blog comments. I'm like, well, that's your audience. Like they're giving you their feedback. They're telling you how you feel about your content like you want to be interacting with them like if you're not if you're not like interacting with them and knowing what they're saying and kind of making them happy and be friends with them they might they're probably not going to stick around for a while come, come back or they might like stick around for a month but be like i'm i don't know like this is see you later like i don't know what this person's about right and i think in this day and age like everybody really wants to know who they're following and they want to know what they're all about so I think that's really important the interaction with your following and kind of giving them the time of day like they're gonna get they're gonna give you five ten minutes 15 minutes whatever it is to read your content or watch your content like give them a little bit of that back and say hey thanks for reading or whatever you know yeah again it just kind of goes back to like even what my mom taught me just like being nice and Kind to the people that you know you
0: interact with and seeing them I think as real people rather than they are
1: they're real people that's exactly it and I think like also what like as bloggers or influencers like we're not celebrities like we shouldn't be treated like celebrities you know Um, and I think a lot of times like the a lot of influencers and bloggers have really created that they're really getting to like a celebrity status but I think it's important to remember your audience because that's what got you there. So if you're not remembering your audience, like, and you're leaving them behind, like, it disconnects you from them. And I think that that's what makes us almost better than the celebrity because we're relatable and we interact with our following.
0: And so you like, don't feel like that? I mean, when you look at the numbers of people who, <laughs> when you, you know, put yourself out on Instagram and then hundreds of thousands of people see it, what does that make you feel? I like. don't. so I
1: don't think about the numbers like I never, never you never have this moment I where you're think like would oh my god
0: nervous. okay sorry I won't bring it up no 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 <laughs> I mean I
1: know what my numbers are but like I don't ever think of it that way like I just kind of think of it as like the people walking down the street or whatever like um I don't think about that at all and um no and like I think like you were asking like red is he a different person And it's like no just because like we weren't brought up that way like we're just totally normal people and also because we have this huge family that is like constantly bringing us back down to earth like they're like who do you think you are like you're not like
0: you're not an olympic yeah like red shut up
1: (laughs) you know like tegan like you're not that sweet And like it's constant they're constantly bringing us back
0: down to that Mm. like so that's a secret to have seven siblings and then you'll be normal forever. <laughs> I don't know what the secret is. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, definitely very
1: grateful for like my big family and I. they are so much a part of like who I am today.
0: So I love that I have that. I feel very grateful for that. So in the name of being healthier or happier, what do you think is the best way to spend 20 minutes every day? Talking to your family, for sure. I love talking to my family. Do you and you do it every day?
1: I, I wouldn't say for 20 minutes. Like, um, I wouldn't, that, that 20 minutes is a long time. Um, but I definitely at least talk to one family member, whether via text, via phone call, once a day. Like, I'm really lucky because I do work with my family a lot. Like, my brother does all my video con- I can't think of a day when I'm not texting with Kai. Or my mom, which is so, I, that, I'm lucky in that way, though, because, like, we're also working. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but talk talk to someone you love, like, t- 20 minutes a day. I think, like, you can get caught up in your own thoughts a lot, and it's like, hear what somebody else has to say, I think would be really great. Or take 20 minutes for yourself and, like, go for an afternoon stroll or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think also, and I don't, per- like, I need to do more of that for sure. Like, taking 20 minutes for myself or, like, I'm, like, go, 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 24 Yeah, seconds. do you
0: feel like the work-life balance is hard for
1: you? For sure. Like, I won't sit here and be like, yeah, my work-life balance is great. It's not. Like, I'm constantly working. But I will say, like, it's a total choice because I love so much what I do. And I am young. I'm 24. And I don't have a family, like, of my own right now. So it's solely my focus um and i'm sure when that like starts to change for me it'll be a very hard transition but like at this point in my life my work is totally everything and it and
0: i love it um do you want that someday like yeah
1: someday in the future though like i'm just so focused my mom got married when she was 18 she's been doing this since she's 18 so you know she got married when she was 18 totally different she had 24 she had like four kids so completely different
0: life path yeah is um, there even good tinder in your town like is tinder. it no it's horrible <laughs> i live in you a, get the same seven people I in as in yeah i live
1: in a ski town and like i'm they're all snowboard skiers and i'm just like i think i need someone a little bit
0: different. yeah How are you gonna meet somebody i don't know
1: maybe through work through la or through something like that yeah. i am in la like a lot it seems like once or twice a month
0: okay so yeah, so it's not that bad um, maybe a George Clooney type, like, oh, okay. been, yeah. I would not decline. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever, you haven't traveled that much, but you've traveled around the US and yeah. to a few places yeah, in the world. Yeah. Is there ever any place you've been that you feel like people really got it right in terms of living like a healthy, happy life?
1: You know, I don't feel like to say that because I haven't been enough places. Um, I, I, I love New York, but it's really fun, and, and I feel, like, energetic, and I feel like people here work a lot, so I feel like their work, like, balances, although New Yorkers really know how to, like, work really hard and have great fun, though, yeah. too. Like, you guys know how to, like, do it right, I feel like,
0: um, so I don't know, but no, I haven't do you feel like life in your town is, like, idyllic?
1: I feel like a lot of people have a lot more fun
0: fun in my town
1: than like work, so I feel like that the balance could be a little bit off there okay but I think Colorado actually is a really great my town specifically maybe because there's just like a lot of skiers and things like that but um I think Colorado um they actually do like people their weekends are spent outside and I think that's amazing like spend just spend as much time as you can outside and like really like I love but I love that that's my personality like
0: I just love being outside. Yeah. Um, they, I feel like most people do, even if they don't know they, they do. They don't though. know they do? I yeah. don't know.
1: Well, like, my grandma, for instance, she definitely was not an outdoor person. She's <laughs> like, she just, like, put me in a shopping mall, and I'm happy. So, yeah. like, that's great. That was her, though. So, to each their own. Um, I think, but I think Colorado, like, I love that they are, they, you know, work Monday through Friday, but, like, the weekends are, like, let's go have
0: fun. Let's go skiing. Let's go hiking. Let's do yeah. this. Let's do that. And I love that. So maybe they have a good balance. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish people would ask you about, but they never do?
1: Um man. Um I don't know, no, like I'm right now, well I guess sometimes I wish that people would like ask a little more about the business side of things because I think that with blogging, like So many people are like, oh, it's so easy. Like you're just putting content up on Instagram and on, you know, your blog and you're just taking pretty pictures and like, but there's so much more to it. Like there is an entire, you know, like I spend days on end on my computer just doing the back end of things, whether that's like editing things on actual blogs, sending emails, like all kinds of like, I mean, there's finances involved in it. There's taxes, there's all kinds of things like real life things. It's not just like all the pretty stuff that you see on the blog what percentage is it like the boring back-end stuff would you say i mean it's totally 50 50 i want to say yeah like there's i spend a lot of time on my content um because it's so important to me and i i'm a big believer in a quality content but i'm also a big believer in Mm -hmm. quantity like a lot of people will say quality over quantity um and I, i definitely go for that quality over quantity but i think quantity does mean something too i think that the way that things are right now people are just constantly wanting more and more and more which is like a little bit sickening in a way but it's just kind of the way the world is um so i do think that the more content you put out the better but i just like i'm such a perfectionist that like i want my content to to be great every single time, so I spend a lot of time on my content, but I also spend a lot of time promoting that content, and you know, um, finding new uh, brand collaborations and different things I can be doing with other influencers and like. Then there's you know the the businessy side where you're be like okay well can I expense this like you know like there's that side of it too like it's just like any other business.
0: What would you tell somebody who wanted to like make themselves a brand, whether it be like a food blogger, or fitness, like any of that kind of stuff? Now at this point in time,
1: um, I would say that if you want to get into like this world of things, mm-hmm. know your niche, um, and really run with it. Like don't don't go into it really trying to mimic what like somebody else is doing because kind of like I said earlier like if somebody else is doing it well they're doing it and they're probably going to do it better than you're doing it or you could do it I mean yes like you want to go into the food blogging space that's amazing be a great food blogger but like do you do your recipes find out what's going to make your recipes unique whether that's like oh I'm going to create like all 30 minute recipes and whatever like I I have a little bit of everything but like a lot of people will say, well, like Tegan's recipes, there's something different about
0: Tegan's recipes every single time you see them. Um, I think of you as like, it's the extra elements. Like yeah. instead of a syrup, it's like a chamomile syrup or something Exactly, like that. yeah,
1: yeah. And so like just find what is going to be unique about your brand and um, make sure you have that element because there is so much it is saturated um but you can do it like everybody's unique in their own way just figure out what makes you unique and really run with it and know that it's going to be a lot of work especially the first building years like you have to really be a hundred percent into it to like to get into it and like you have to have passion for it for sure but you also have to have like you know, some of the smarts and stuff like like to really drive
0: the brand forward, I feel like too, you know. So it's it's a mix of everything. It's a lot of work. If somebody was just gonna like quit their job and they thought they were gonna make a ton of money off of doing it. I would wouldn't you? do that. Keep your day child. Keep your daytime job. Um that's the thing you gotta hustle.
1: Keep your daytime job. Do the blog or the Instagram account, whatever it's gonna be, do that on the side for however long you can how, until the blog is making the amount of money that you can pay your rent and pay your bills, then you quit the daytime
0: job for sure. That's good advice. Well, thank you so much for yeah, joining thanks me. Thanks for
1: having me. It was so much
0: fun. I oh, feel like I rambled on way too much. No, you were great. <laughs> you were really lovely. And it's fun to get to see the face behind the yeah, food. Yeah, I always that. feel like it's fun to meet people in yeah, person. it's very fun to yeah. meet people in person. I think people love getting to, to hear from you yeah, personally like this. it was fun. Awesome. Thank you. How fun is she? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Healthier Together podcast. As always, if you did like it, please, please, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the podcast and tell a friend about it. If you know somebody who you think would enjoy the content of this podcast, please share it. I would so appreciate it and have a wonderful, happier and healthier day. When Zach and I started Healthy Convoco, we needed to find the easiest way to get conversation cards from our warehouse onto our website and into your hands. I thought it was going to be the hardest part of starting a business, but it wound up being one of the easiest because we just used Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling gorgeous ceramics to sip morning tea from or beautiful journals to write prompts from the we're all in this together deck in, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I know as a consumer, I'm way more likely to buy when a website has Shopify. It has all of my information saved, so checkout becomes a one-click situation even on small business sites, which makes me so happy because I love shopping small. But it's not just small. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com/slash LizM, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash LizM now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash LizM.